This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. Hope everybody is having a great night, great week so far. Everything led up to this weekend, so everybody's probably ready to get out and have some good beers. I would imagine, because this week has been pretty stressful for a lot of people. Uh, I, on the other hand, ignored most of everything, and we played uh, one badass golf tournament this last Tuesday, the Houston Open Brew-Am and Keg Classic over at Wildcat. And it actually was a great tournament because it benefits Pines for Prostates, and great organization that does a lot of good stuff. But um, we had a sellout crowd out there at Wildcat, and... Lots of beers were had. There was some good shotgun stuff, like a for real shotgun start. And I bet you that was the first time that Wildcat has ever seen. There was at least 100 people shotgunning beers on their little practice putting green. And it was it was a sight to be seen. And I actually want to thank Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company and New Belgium for sponsoring those and throwing those beers in there for us. But uh, and while I'm thinking, people, I might, I might as well thank the sponsors of it. Heart Plumbing Southwest, man, they came in and did the whole big sponsorship, which helped put this event on. Neighbors Emergency, uh, all you people that walked walk by and uh, ended up with a football or a soccer ball that turned into weapons later in the, in the <laughs> golf tournament, but they were soft, so it wasn't too bad as you drove by and pegged people with, with their footballs and things. But, yeah, we had um, Neighbors Emergency and then New Belgium Brewery, of course, for their silver sponsorship as well. But uh, Wildcat Golf Club, man, they did one bang-up hell of a job. Made this so much easier than I was expecting. And turned out to be a great event. Raised a nice little chunk of change to donate to Pioneer Prostates. Um, it was just, man, I mean, it was just beer and golf. And it turned the weather turned out to be nice, good overcast, cool day. Uh, DJ Muscratch was out there just Playing the badass music over the whole 18 holes. So no matter where you were, you could hear a thump going on. Um, what else happened that day, man? It's kind of fuzzy. I'll be honest with you. Uh, St. Arnold Brewing Company won the best golfing brewery. They had the lowest scores of all the breweries out there, which took the title from Texas Beer Refinery from last year. Uh, that was good. And... Some pretty pretty decent low scores, some pretty high scores for a scramble, but when there's that much beer involved, it's kind of understandable. There's going to be some high scores. The, I also want to thank Houston Sign Company because, of course, I procrastinate on everything, so at the last minute, I'm like, hey, I need to make some signs, and I called them that morning, and they made them for me, so I was able to pick them up before the tournament, which was pretty awesome. And also, custom-built awards in Humble, and if you guys ever need anything, any trophies or anything for any of your – fantasy teams or just for the hell of it you, you hadn't gotten a trophy in a long time and you want something cool just swing by there because they, they hooked me up very nice man good people over there at custom built awards but congratulations again to st Arnold brewing company for winning the best golfing brewery and then we'll be back you know 2017 for another badass golf tournament at some point next year november it's a good time but 
tonight. Tonight, though, we're going to talk more beer. We're going to listen to some badass music. We've got some great guests on. All the way from uh, New Braunfels, New Braunfels, Texas, which three, is... Three long hours. Three long hours from Houston. But, I mean, it's, it's one of the best places. That little area is one of the best places in the world, though. We have Kelly Meyer from New Braunfels, New Braunfels Brewing Company is hanging out with us. How are you doing tonight, Kelly? Awesome. Thank you very much. And our music guest tonight is a badass band, Fire Moth. And you're going to hear their songs in between the breaks, and they're going to play some live stuff here. If you're here at Drink of Ages Pub, you'd be able to listen to their stuff. But for now, if you're listening to it on the radio or the podcast, you will listen to their songs in between the segments, and then they'll be on the show at the end for a nice little interview to get to know them. But right now, since we are sitting across from Kelly Meyer and drinking some Blondine, let's talk some New Braunfels Brewing Company. Let's do it. So you guys, man, uh, you are, I'm sure we were talking about this earlier, uh, right there not far from Schlitterbahn. Yeah, no, we're literally like uh, maybe four or five blocks. So if you're staying in Schlitterbahn, we're a good stumble and a half over to the brewery and uh, two stumbles back, of course, but right there. The Ronvilles is, is one of those places, I mean, I've been going there since I was born, as long as I can remember going there, even back to the before they built the new Slitterbond water park and you still only had the old stuff <laughs> the rope swings going into the river and everything out there man we used to spend a lot of time at canyon lake going camping out there and yeah. that was before they really built a lot of neighborhoods <laughs> some other <laughs> stuff around there back when it was empty and uh no it's just it's just a just a fun part of the world with so much to do and new Braunfels has like this this People go there because they want to float the river. They want to do this. There's a lot of things to do out there, but there's a lot of history about New Braunfels in that area. And then, really, when it comes to beer, that stretches back a long ways. It does. I mean, technically, uh, the first guy who ever actually filled out his tax rolls saying that I am a brewer was in the 1800s, and that he lived in New Braunfels. So you could technically say that we're the birthplace of Texas brewing. And uh, the first brewery that had, like, an actual kind of corporate name that wasn't just the John Lichtenheimer family brewery was uh, New Braunfels Brewing Company started in the early 1900s oh, and wow. then went out of business during Prohibition. So the whole idea is my wife and I kind of, like, uh, we, we love that, like, tie to the old world. We're from New Braunfels, so we're going to like history and antiques and stuff. But uh, we, we, so we liked what they, what they stood for. We liked the, one of my favorite parts is that during Prohibition they still made beer. And they got busted. And so, uh, you know, that kind of contrarian spirit is really what we do. So we used the name, um, kind of took the logo to a 2012 mentality at that point, kind of spruced it up, and, yeah, went forward with it. So when, when did you guys open up the brewery? We officially did the legal paperwork in 2011. We moved into our building in 2012, January. And uh, made beer on a very crappy system for about six months, eight months, excuse me. And we called in a consultant, and with his help and tutelage, we tore that thing apart brick by brick and sold everything off and bought a new 15-barrel system. Started over, got it all in, like installed and ready in 2013. So uh, May 9th was our first brew, 2013. How much work did you have to do to the infrastructure and the building to get that system in? To get it in, uh, like we literally, we took everything out. We uh, like the the concrete. Everything was sloped. We we started from nothing. We tore it all completely apart. Had to hire a rigging team to get it all in. 
Uh, the brewery itself actually came from Slovenia. So we make you know, decoction beers and European style stuff. So we wanted to get a European system. And so uh, they literally made it in Slovenia, boxed it up and sent it over on a, a shipping container to Houston. It took way longer than it should have, but obviously we're really happy with the system. It works great and makes good beer now. So that's yeah. an important thing, right? <laughs> yes. That was kind of the goal was to make good beer. Yeah. I mean, making beer is fun, but making good beer, it actually sells it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. man, well, let's take a quick break and we get back. We'll talk more with Kelly Meyer from New Braunfels Brewing Company. DJ Muskrat's going to take us there and you're going to hear some of Fire Moth. Everybody get another good beer and we'll get back. Oh, 
This is John from Dream of Ages Radio Show, and it is that time of year, Oktoberfest. This means that it's time to grab some Roaring Sons Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. This celebration lager is tradition, margin style, super smooth, medium body, dark amber in color with a sweet malty finish. True to tradition, this is a classic Oktoberfest lager, 7% ABV and badass. Find it at your favorite places like Drink of Ages Pub on draft and in package. Listen to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. here on ESPN 97.5. Hey, good beer drinkers. This is Garrison, the head brewer Spindle Tap. If you're digging IPAs these days, you should definitely try our new West Coast style IPA Hop Gusher. You're going to get a lot of dank tropical notes from the excessive amounts of Amarillo, Citra, and Mosaic. We just started canning it last week. So come pick it up fresh from our brewery at 10622 Hirsch Road. You can also get it freshly poured at Drink of Ages Pub. Also look for it at your nearest grocery store soon. Check us out at SpindleTapBrewery.com. The conspiratorial forces at Southern Star Brewing are alleged to have focused their energies on a well-defined objective, the delicious West Coastal IPA. Conspiracy theory is a new year round, 6.5% IPA brewed with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Galena Hops. Let the existence of Conspiracy Theory IPA be proven in your glass or pick up a 360 can. Get ready to bring in the badass weather also with the Spring Pills, a new seasonal from Southern Star. Stop by the new brewery with open tap room every Friday, Saturday, and now open on Sundays. SouthernStarBrewing.com In a sun-drenched field on the side of a quiet road just north of Houston, there is an old church, and inside this old church, something is brewing. That's something is Back Pew Brewing Company, the Houston area's next legendary craft brewery. With two lines of beer, the Saints and the Sinners, Back Pew does things differently because it's the only way they know. With creative characters and bold twists, Back Pew devises flavors that are entirely unexpected but endlessly enjoyable. Visit backpewbrewing.com for a list of watering holes where you can find your new favorite beer. Back Pew Brewing Company. Drink of Ages, we are back on, and we're still talking about Kelly Meyer from New Brahma's Brewing Company. So He's currently pouring beer. You're currently pouring me a nice beer, and you said it's one that I have not had. Sorry, pouring and talking's hard. So, yeah, <laughs> it is Le Fleurs du Mal, which is French for the flowers of evil. Literally, the beer you just had, aged on lemongrass that my taproom manager grows at his house. So, like, the stalks that, like, bottom just super pungent aromatic lemongrass flavor and then mm-hmm. bottle condition with texas wildflower honey so this is a beer that does not mess around it's just super fun to drink but it's acidic it's bright it's tart it's refreshing as hell and it's the third sour we ever made and it's still one of our best selling sours oh that is good that is really good yeah and since we're on a podcast my daughter would be very very unhappy yeah. if i didn't tell you that she drew the flowers that are on the label for the Flowers of Evil. Nice. Three years ago when she was seven. It's my first label collaboration. Really? So I do all the graphic design for the brewery, uh-huh. and I'll have an artist do like certain stuff that I want done or whatever, but normally I lay it all out. My do- that was the first time I'd actually collaborated with somebody else to help. With your daughter? Yeah, with the flowers coming through the cracked skulls. I think it looks nice, man. It's a good yeah. touch. She's our in-house artist, and by in-house, I mean she lives in my house. So. <laughs> you want to eat, you will draw. That's right. <laughs> well, she's done a couple of collaborations. My son did one, too, on a, a beer called Strassenkoft. 
which is the German translation of Roadhead. Roadhead. And I saw did, that today. He did yes. not know what Roadhead was. He has no idea still yeah. what the label was, but he drew the car. So Yeah, that's a that's a nice little situation going on too, because you have the skulls lined up down the road. Yeah. You got the car rolling through. Yeah, I guess I like skulls. I yeah. Know. Well, I mean that's that's it's People, when they look at all my artwork, they're like, oh, you like skulls and fire. I'm like, no, that's just really the only two things I can draw, that and cartoon fish. And that's really not that cool to have that no cartoon. cartoon fish. I'm not a teenage girl, so I don't need to have cartoon fish you know, doodles all over everything. Yeah, right. like, I just draw skulls. That's cool. Skulls are much cooler, dude. I'll give you that. They are. If you're going to own a bar, do not do cartoon fish. <laughs> just, cartoon fish on the wall just not quite – doesn't quite have the same vibe. But – this is a tasty beer, yeah. and you're right. I have not had it yet. Uh, so it kind of comes and goes. It's definitely we make it twice a year, kind of, um, and so it's been gone all summer because we ran out of tank space, which is a recurring theme for us. Too many beers and too much imagination, and not enough. Uh, not enough tank extra tanks to. Yeah. yeah. So we make up a lot of different stuff that we don't necessarily have room for because creativity comes first, uh, logistics comes second. So. It's kind of how it works. But anyways, this is, this is a beer we will always make because we love it. So there's actually uh, maybe 175 gallons in a tank right now. That'll come out in a few weeks. But it's all going to kegs. So it's, uh, it's just been a super fun beer. It's, I mean, I just love drinking it. Handmade Wheat L, 5.7%. So nice little ABV going on. Yeah. Please put this beer in your face. In and around your face. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I would sit here and, and try to read all this, but the lighting in the pub and after the day we had yesterday, my eyes aren't quite focusing very well. So, Yeah, I'll summarize it. So Le Fleurs de Mall is actually a book of poems from a French poet named Baudelaire, which I'm sure I just butchered his name. Long story short, it's a book about or a book of poems about living with good and evil. And it kind of opens with, I like to do good all the time, but evil is just too goddamn fun. It's a lot and more so fun. It was, it was a great poem. I read it. I was like, that's awesome. I got I to gotta make a beer incorporating yep. that mentality. So, Yep, understand that. <clears throat> All right. Well, man, with Tank Space being in such short supply, I mean, how, how does your normal brew week go? Because uh, you want to keep certain things. There are certain beers that I'm sure you have to produce a lot more of than others. Right. So to, to try to keep that schedule going with so many different ones, man, I, I bet it is kind of – Kind of a little juggling act. It is. And so the challenge has always been how do you make a crap ton of beer, but of different beers, but also like have a brew house that's functional. We also only have two fermenters, which have any head brewer sit down with you and go, how do you make 88 beers in three years with two fermenters on a 15-barrel system? It's not easy. But at the end of the day, what we do is we do a lot of base beers that we then use for other stuff. So Blondine, Uber, and Schwartz are our farmhouse sours that we use for, we make Black Fury, we'll make Uber, we make Sangre Shiva on those three brews. And then, of course, we've got Pickle in there. So um, that's, that's the one kind of fourth brew that we do. Uh, now, is that one, that one's, what base do you use for that? Uh, that one's essentially half of Blondine. So it's a Berliner Weiss, uh-huh. kettle soured. So that one is its own brew. So okay. Blondine, Uber, and Schwartz, we brew like every consistently when our tanks are open and then uh, we've got to figure pickle out and of course being a kettle sour it's usually done on thursday so that we can then boil it on tuesday and still have a normal week of brewing yeah but it's i mean it's literally always a challenge for us so yeah that one that one and i'll be honest with you i think it's delicious i but i can sit back and drink pickle juice i 
Yeah. I'm like a pregnant woman. The, the, at night, I go to the refrigerator, and I just start grabbing, like, feta cheese, chocolate pudding, just start shoving <laughs> things in my face, and I usually eat a pickle, you know, just because there's pickles. I'm like, I'll eat a pickle. And, I, and so that one, man, just turned... It was delicious, and I liked it. And I sampled it out here to a bunch of people, and, and about half of them loved it, and half of them was, just couldn't stand it. No, that's my favorite part about that beer is the polarization of it. Like, no one says, uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. They're either like, oh, my God, I'm naming my child after this beer, or <laughs> yes. you're a moron. Why would you ever serve this to me? Which is great because the people that love it really love it. And, and we, I, I get a call every single week from somebody around Texas asking me where to buy it. Yeah. So, obviously, there's enough people that love it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a different beer, but very thirst-quenching. Mm-hmm. And it makes one of the most interesting micheladas you'll ever try. Oh, I bet it does. When you, so we bake it with a Tank's Bloody Mary mix out of El Paso, and it literally tastes like a cheeseburger. Like just because the pickles, the tomato. <laughs> yeah. Like you, if people, we, we sell it as a pickle michelada at the brewery, uh, uh-huh. cheeseburger michelada at the brewery, excuse me. And people were like, whatever. And they taste it like, wow, you're right. Yeah. What what you ever think about stepping it up in the heat department and making a jalapeno version? Yeah, it was actually on draft two weeks ago at the brewery. Oh, hi, damn. Good call. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can see that being really good and also tasty in a michelada. Yeah. So we well, our recipe for that one is about it's one jalapeno per gallon. And it worked out perfectly. It was just spicy enough, but the salinity kind of washed it off your palate. Um, so I, I don't know if you know, we're a brew pub by license, which just means that if we decide to make something up on Monday and uh, put it on on Thursday, if it sucks, so we take it off. And if it's fantastic, we scale it up. Yeah. So pickle is a good example of that, where um, I named it that because it was a weekend experiment. I thought it was funny. I had pickle juice in my fridge. I'm like, dude, throw that in beer and let's see what happens. And uh, people loved it. We made it again. We made it again. Long story short, if I was going to make 600-gallon batches every month, I probably wouldn't have named it that, but now it's too late. <laughs> now it's too late, yeah, because people, when we had the bottles in here, they'd be like, P-K-L-F-K-R. What is that? I'm like, do I have to spell it out for you? Yeah. You just spelled it out. <laughs> take, <laughs> take your time, bro. Take your time. Figure it out. Yep. But no, I, I thought it was pretty fantastic. And uh, this one here, man, this is uh, the Fleurs de Mal. It's pretty tasty, man. Thanks, man. All right, let's take a quick break, and there's two more bottles that we're going to go through during the next segment, so got to get my drinking pants on. Let's do it. All right, Drink of Ages, be right back. Spindle Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. Located 10622 Hirsch Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pale Ale, Hopper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. 
Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out, cashbranding.com.
right, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and I'm your host, John Denman. We're hanging out with Kelly Meyer from New Braunfels Brewing Company. Uh, real quick, I, it's, I need to promote something. Houston Funk Fest happening December 10th over at the Silo. Bunch of badass, funky, sour, wild farmhouse L's, funky cheeses from Houston Dairy Maze, and some badass music from the Journey Agents and the Soul Rebels. So tickets are on sale. Look up Houston Funk Fest. Get your tickets because it's going to sell out pretty quickly. And especially if you like sour beers, you're going to have an opportunity to sample. You know, probably, I know we're over 70 right now. So we might even, by the time it starts, be pushing between 80 and 90 different sour beers you'll be able to try out there. Nice. Yep. HoustonFunkFest.com. Get your tickets. So speaking of some funky stuff, Kelly Meyer. This one here, man. This is, uh, which, what exactly are we drinking now? So this goes a different direction. One of my favorite things about this beer, in all honesty, I am the brewer, and I love what I made with the beer. I, just, I love this label. It's amazing. Anyways, so the beer is literally a blondine, the first beer you had. And what we've done with Das Local is we source different Texas red wine barrels from wineries that, we, that I like personally, and uh, specifically releases that I like from them. So this is a black Spanish from Seguin. Uh, the winery was uh, Copper Star Cellars. Buddy of mine, Brandon Mund, owns it. And we got the barrels wet, fresh, and we put Blondine immediately in it, leave it about three months. And so you're literally getting this light wheat beer with very little kind of hoppy character. And uh, it sits in the barrel, which is why you get that, almost a little bit of the acetic vinegar, but it's super low. It's almost imperceptible, but it's there. And this gives it a little complexity and depth to it. And then, of course, the red wine comes through. The red so. wine, definitely, yeah, but not too much, though. I mean, it just yeah. it kind of finishes with just a little bit of red wine. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a subtle character all the way through, but it's all different varieties. So basically the way I explain to people is this tastes like a dry, funky red rosé. Like, if, like a, if you had a lot of Texas rosé, this is what we get. And so it's like that kind of that dry, earthy, minerally, flinty, like West Texas character in a glass with a little bit of carbonation and some bunk. That would pair well with some peppered beef jerky. Yes. And naked women. And some, uh, there, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that would go well with uh, naked women with peppered beef jerky. <laughs> so. I don't know where I got that from. I apologize. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. <sighs> it's some music playing in the background, man. Yeah, it it's starts, so funky. <laughs> it's it's, like, little, it's got yeah. me off my game. It's uh, Or on my game. I'm about to say it, man. It might be, uh, put you on your game, man, because uh, we start hearing this baby making music. That's right. Yeah. That's so, where this, so this beer we actually released years ago. We named it Das Local after our tap room. That's the name of our tap room, which is sort of like the German equivalent of the bar. Um, so it's sort of like a, the ubiquitous. And I, I joke with people all the time. Like if, if Texas wine was four years ago where it is today, I would probably be at a wine bar right now having a wine conversation with wine people and probably hating every second of it. But I would <laughs> love my wine. I just wouldn't enjoy that concept. So beer is kind of more who I am. And uh, this sort of reflects that love of both worlds, I guess, in a way. So I'm, I do like wine. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy wines. And like I said, there, there's some good wineries here in Texas now. The, the Central Texas is making some good stuff. But I, I can't sit and talk wine to people uh, because I don't know. I can't tell you the nuances and flavors and what this does and what that does. But I can tell you, like, in my opinion, if it's a good wine or, or not. I mean, it's we have uh, here at the pub, we have a red wine and a white wine. 
people go, well, what, how are they? I said, I, I like them. That's why we have them. But as one's very ready, one's reddish color, and one's white, and most of the time it's served cold. So it's. But this here, man, this 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 actually this is really good. Thanks, man. I mean, not that sound like I'm surprised that you made a good beer because I do like your beers, but I like the way I like the way the flavors change in this beer. Well, so here's one thing that I will tell you is that I expect you to be surprised, and quite frankly, I expect most of Houston to be surprised, in the sense that what we have brought to Houston so far has been a good opus of what we do, but this is the new picture of kind of the brewery-only releases we've done over the past two years that just we didn't make enough. And so what you're seeing now is really behind the curtain. And uh, the great and diminutive Oz, which is me, is, these, these are what I've made up that I love. And so you're getting to see, the, in my personal opinion, the next one will blow your mind. Uh, you're getting to see, like, literally what I, what my brewery really represents. And I think most people haven't seen that yet. So I don't want you to be surprised, but I get why you are, I guess what I mean. We're talking with Kelly Meyer from New Braunfels Brewing Company. Man, I got to tell you, man, of all places to open up a brewery, that's a great spot to do it. I know you said that's where you're from and everything, but a lot of people start looking at different locations for sales and different purposes. You're not too far from Austin. Austin has a nice little beer scene going on. But um, putting it right there in New Rumbles is a phenomenal place to have a brewery. Yeah, no, well, long term, it's going to be fantastic. In the short term, like we get a little bit jealous about some of the Austin and San Antonio breweries that just have a million people to choose from on a weekend. No, we're down at 75,000, so it's a little tougher for us to get that kind of like, we don't get a 1,000 people out on a weekend and enjoy our beer, but the people that do love what we do, and they're super big fans. So, yeah, long term, which is what my whole plan was, which maybe I should tell you, we are the only brewery that I know of that has zero investors and zero bank debt. So our whole idea was never to be the biggest and the baddest. It was always to create the most unique. So that's what we do. Oh, don't lie to me. I know you're trying to just get that big sell out one day. I'm not, dude. I, honestly, if I, so here's, and here's the reason. And I, my wife will kill me for telling you this, but if someone walked in tomorrow and offered me $5 million, the only reason I would say no is because what I would want to do with the $5 million is open my own brewery. <laughs> so what else would that. I do, right? Yes. <laughs> All right, so this one here... The Cezanne de Len- Lenoir. Lenoir. All right. What exactly is going on? Because this looks like blueberries. So what it is, Lenoir is the French word for black Spanish. So when you, or the French word for that grape. Grapes, so okay. when you um, see Cezanne de from us, which there are currently four beers in that series, what it means is blondine, uh, re-fermented in barrel with a fruit. So we have a peach, a loquat, and a black Spanish wine grape. And uh, in late January, you'll see our raisin one. So this is 40% black Spanish Texas-grown wine. Sounds delicious. I'm telling you. I, I love Holy it. Holy smokes. Yeah, that is, that is really, really tasty. So it's fermented in barrel. Uh, we use our culture. So this, this literally, we haven't gotten the results back from the lab. We don't officially have la- label approval yet. Should be around 7 to 8% probably closer to eight with the extra wine that's in there. Uh, we uh, basically filled the grapes up three times with Blondine, bled it off three times, let it sit in a barrel for a little while, just to pick up the oak and the tannins. Like, this is a beer, honestly, that tastes great now. 
I'm super excited to see what's going to happen in three years. Like, this is an ageable beer for sure. I can definitely see that. Yeah, this is really good, man. I really like what you guys are doing. The first time, first time I tried some of your beers, it, it was they, they were so incredibly different than anything else that was on the market that yeah. it took me a minute. Like Cosmic Dancer, that one was like, all right, what what am I drinking right now? What exactly is this? And it took me took me a little bit to go. You know, I think I really like this beer. I think yeah. I really like it because at first it was just shockingly different enough that it just as I know my taste and. Cola? Am I tasting? What exactly is going on in all this? And then after having a little bit, it's like, that's, that's actually pretty tasty stuff. So I like the, the unique beers that you guys are making, man. But, and honestly, it's been hard for us to build kind of our place in the market because of that. And the reality is I can't. Like, I'm, I can't walk in tomorrow and go, dudes, we're going to mess up some Pilsner. We're, we are going to make the ubiquitous Texas Pilsner. It's not who we are. I can't. I don't. Yeah. I won't get excited on day two when we made it the same way again and hit gravity by point zero one. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't care. I care about like what's. How can we push it beyond where somebody thinks? So like next weekend, we have a beer we're releasing with beets, apples, and ginger root, because no one else would even have like no one would think to do that. Yeah. And that's uh, it's called cos- contusic impetus. Some you know crazy name. So we we push the envelope as much as we can. That's just who we are. Next weekend at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, Kelly, man, thanks for making a short trip down to Houston, hanging out with us at the pub, man. Thanks for bringing the beer. Uh, like I said, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Looking forward to putting the stuff over at Funk Fest. So after we're done with the show, we'll talk about what we can get for that event uh, because this stuff is right in line for everything we want to do over there. Cool, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate uh, the invite. Definitely. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have Fire Moth hanging out with us in the studio, well, here in the pub. I guess it's the studio pub. Uh, it's not a bad studio with 32 taps. It's way better than normal, like, boring studio. Yes. Yeah. All right, everybody, grab another beer, drink of ages. We'll be right back. Town City Brewing is a microbrewery in the heart of one of Houston's oldest and most iconic neighborhoods, bringing Houston worldly beers at a neighborhood level. The tap room and beer garden focuses on bar-like service with no need to purchase tokens or tours. Patrons can buy half pints, full pints, pitchers, and flights of beer. Bring your family, including your furry ones, because kids and pets are welcome. The kids can enjoy the house-made sodas. The kitchen is serving pub fare with brunch from 11 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Live music two days a week and a farmer's market on the second Sunday of every month. Townandcitybrewing.com. One of my favorite places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national crafties, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pans, specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner. And don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. 
And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. of ages we are back on i'm your host john dimon and now we have a very special guest badass band from houston texas we have fire moth hanging out with us at the pub what's going on fellas how you doing we're doing good jack darren and gus all right i actually have those notes down here so it's not i just made it up but (laughs) no man good to have you guys in here because uh uh, kevin dj muskratch you know sent me your music a while back and it's like man this band this band's badass <laughs> now, i know i mean it's kind of put you in a weird little category of it's like all right man that's some great rock all right there's good southern rock kind of thing going on but then you also have a little blues right in the background and i you know i make up my own little things of how to describe bands but i'm sure you guys it's, have a better way of describing it but it's a uh, tough thing to do to be honest i think yeah, when yeah. you when you start diving into rock, you'll always find yourself finding the blues, and that's kind of we don't we're not a blues band, but that's just that's kind of what happens. No, but but one of those things with 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 the blues, no matter who you are, where you come from, or any other musical influence you have in your life, you can always sit back and listen to the blues. Yeah, and that's I, not what you guys are playing, but just kind of taking that. How you can always find the blues, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like Houston just it just like permeates out of everyone. Like I feel like you're just like 
I don't know. The blues here is is uh, it, you can, it's deep in the soil. You know, comes out of the ground. You know. Yeah, we live in a swamp. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> basically it. It's kind of. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say that. If it yeah, wasn't for air conditioning and really good food, uh, I mean, it's the two bright spots. I mean, you have uh, the weather's 100 degrees. You know, we have months where it's literally 30 days of 100 degree weather. So yes, you start. Uh, imagine, imagine not having AC and uh, just talking about singing about. You wish you could find a. A tree to get some shade, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, so yeah. I, I, I just feel like uh, that's why a lot of the old blues song starts off with sitting on my front porch. That's right. Yeah, because it was too hot inside. Yeah, but we're really just a rock and roll band. That's what I would say. Rock and roll. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a nice little three piece band uh, playing. Like I said, man, I'm really liking your music. And I was playing it for people when they were coming into the pub earlier today. Yeah, like, yeah, man, that's, that's good stuff. Good stuff. But you guys came out with an album. It's been a couple years now mm-hmm. since yeah. you came out with an album. So what you guys been up to? Um, well, kind of went on a little hiatus with uh, uh, just uh, family. You know, fam, people were having kids and, and whatnot. But we're back now. And uh, we're actually working on our sophomore album uh we're we're recording it at 226 uh recording studio um with paul cox and uh we are about halfway done we'll drop something um we'll drop something this december and then the album should drop late january uh we're gonna save the name of the album yeah until it until that uh happens but yeah we got we're working on some stuff is it because you guys are trying to decide what the name of the album is <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> correct sir <laughs> very, very close. yeah gotcha <laughs> understandable understandable i always think it's neat though that i uh, talked to a lot of bands and just whenever they go to release an album it's like man it's pretty awesome that you actually finished it and you're done everybody stamped it okay and then you're finally done and you're putting it out there yeah, and by that time, you as a as the band, you never want to listen to it ever again because you've <laughs> literally listened to it like ten thousand times. <laughs> Just you know? sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> and you're ready to move forward. But that's a great thing. That's a great thing. And then you can so you start playing live. You start adding the new songs in, and that that's really where the fun comes in. I would imagine that you know, I, I can't really play any instrument. Yeah, I can I can half-ass play several, but none of them really good enough to be in any band. It's just when I'm sitting at home by myself. I can have us play some stuff. So, yeah, I would imagine that once you played a song, then it'd just be fun just to throw different chords in, change it up while you're on stage for the live versions. We we stuff. actually do that. We have uh, we have we have a song called uh, "You Got It All Wrong" that where there's a so there's solos in the song, but I try not to I try not to on that song in particular write an actual solo that I have to play every single time. I just try to like, I'm just gonna do what I feel and improvise on that. I mean, you're, you're in certain parameters, but yeah, we, we have songs like that. And just to keep it fresh, you know, there's a certain amount of energy that comes with not knowing what you're gonna do. And just like, yeah, just uh, going off the crowd if there's someone there. 
Uh, and if there's not someone there, it's a different solo. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more solo then. A lot of looking inward, you know. Yeah. That's when the blues really starts coming up, coming through. Uh, you guys, uh, what do you guys have coming up? Where people can come check you out? Uh, w- our next show is at Ladybird's Bar. Uh, I like that on. place. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Yep. It's uh, November 19th. And we'll be playing there, yeah. Yeah, Lady Birds Come is a good spot, us. and yeah, they do they do a nice little music scene over there as well, bringing yeah. some some excellent bands. So definitely roll over there on November nineteenth. Yeah, awesome. That's the uh, that's the ghetto dinner with Adam. Yeah, Doris. yeah, uh, yeah. So Adam Doris, who is uh, the head chef over at Pax Americana, is going to come over and do a ghetto dinner. And basically, what that is is. Uh, He's gonna cook out of the uh, Ladybird's food truck, and uh, you know he's gonna cook up, cook it up nice, and it's for uh, it's for a good cause. I don't know that what the cause is at this time, but it's definitely for charity. So come out. We'll be playing November nineteenth, Ladybird's Bar, Fire Moth. I know you can find your music. Uh, well, if you look at Fire Moth. You find a bunch of different stuff, and you guys have uh, you list your songs on Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp. Sure. Uh, we got our, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we'll be on iTunes in January. Uh, we kind of didn't want to do that. We're kind of fighting that uh, just because iTunes and their payout policies are kind of uh, suspect. But uh, you can't really fight the beasts. You know, you can only fight it for so long. You so mean we'll you be- don't want one tenth of a penny for every exactly. time somebody plays yes. one of your songs? Yeah. So I like to see who's uh, screwing me over. So. That's why uh, Bandcamp's awesome, you know, really upfront with the uh, the whole process. So I would support them, uh, iTunes. But we'll we'll be there and we'll be there. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. I think you guys definitely have uh, making some badass music that a lot of people will enjoy listening to. And it's just I'm sure it's just hard for a band just to get that information out there to people for people to come watch. Yeah, but that's a good thing with, with the, the way internet works now. It's got to be so much easier now to do it than it was ten years ago. So at least now people can just go, "Hey, man, I heard heard about these guys. Let's listen to them. They can listen to all your songs instantly." Yeah, the exposure like is nice. Getting you know, you can send people can listen to your music across the world like immediately. But that's also why they don't come to your show. You know, <laughs> that's true. So it's Good a, point. it's a, it's a uh, catch twenty two, if you will. You know, so you know, back in the day, is like you could only, you could only get, you could only see that band play live, or you know, buy their album at the show, and that's why people came. And now it's just like I'll just rip it from whoever. Or like, oh, sorry, whatever. man. So, I'll catch the next one. Yeah. I'll YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you coming back, man? I saw I couldn't make it. Uh, yeah. So it's you know it's. It's sad. It's some, you know, sometimes it's sad, but uh, sometimes it's sad, but it's also really easy. Like it's also awesome. We're an awesome time right now. Like you know, Google Firemouth Houston maybe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you're there. No big deal. Yep. Right. You want to see a live show? There's videos. Right. <laughs> Which That's, sucks in the same way, but at least you can see what you're getting if you're going to a show. It's it's like when comedians are getting interviewed and they're they. They'll tell. They'll have this conversation where they're like, "Oh, do you that this one guy has this awesome bit?" And they'll start going into it, and they stop, and they go, "Oh, wait, we can't, we can't tell the bit, you know, like, because that is going to screw over that comedian. That is, that's his bit. He wants people to come to the show. So it's kind of that thing, you know. Like, I wish we had more of that, but uh, 
nowadays you can just get any, it's we're on YouTube you know you can get the whole album on YouTube uh, for free you know listen to it don't go there though <laughs> yeah, go buy it on Bandcamp come, you know. come to the come to the show and purchase it there yeah it doesn't, it doesn't sound great on YouTube doesn't no. sound good <laughs> no and which that's what we always tell people man get out there and go see live shows. Support your local shows, breweries. Man. Go brew your own beer from the homebrew shops, and go, damn it, go support a local band. Yeah, man. Go see I mean, some live shows. We this like beer to rock is for amazing. people. So, what is this beer again? The Bromble's Brewing Company, and they Dear are Lord. making some ph- phenomenal, phenomenal beers. So, yeah. it's uh, let's wrap up the show because I'm actually empty at the moment, so I'm gonna go get a beer. <laughs> But awesome. hey, Fire Mall, thank you guys for coming and hanging out and playing some music here at the pub. Oh, thank we you, appreciate man. it. Thanks thank for you. Us. Yep, congratulations when the new album drops. I'll be looking for that and we'll see you over at Lady Birds. Yeah, cool. cool. Appreciate it. All right, I also want to thank Kelly Meyer from New Bromwell's Brewing Company for coming and hanging out and bringing these beers. Uh, Houston Funk Fest, December 10th. We'll have his beers out there for that as well. So, HoustonFunkFest.com tickets are going to be, they're actually on sale. You need to get them because they're not going to last long, especially if you're a fan of sour beers and, of course, badass funky music. Thank you guys again for stopping by. Thank everybody for listening. Hope everybody's drinking some good beer. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by Buffalo Body Brewing Company. It's on iTunes, DrinkOfAges.com. Everybody be safe out there, and talk to you all next week. Chris from Beers Looking at You, the newest craft beer spot in Clear Lake, Webster area. If you're coming down to Galveston or stopping by NASA, check us out every day, noon to midnight. You can bring in your own grower. You can pick one up here. We have 39 taps to choose from. We're half beer store. We've got everything from Houston, Texas, and beyond. Be sure to check out our live draft list on our website, beerslookingatyou.com, or through the digital pour app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks.